Talk has taken over the airwaves, breaking the mold of basic opinionated sports talk. Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. They're edgy, uncensored, and off the chain. I'm sorry, I don't know what just happened. No boundaries. Sports Talk Radio with your hosts, Derek Fugers. But to be the man, you gotta beat the man, and I'm saying, woo, right here. And Craig Wiley, the queen of the crop, and there is no one that does it better. For raw, uncut sports on a different level than you're used to. So grab some snacks, turn up the volume, and enjoy sports with no boundaries. Nobody does it better. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Craig. I'm coming through today. You know what it is. No Boundary Sports Talk. As always, I'm joined by the man, the myth, the legend, my boy, Derek Futures. How you doing, brother? I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. I'm doing pretty damn good myself. It's a beautiful day here in Florida. It's a little hot. A little hot. But other than that, it was nice and beautiful today. I had a nice, easy going day at work. And uh, I'm ready to do some uh, beautiful podcasting here with my with my main man. So let yeah. get her done. Hasn't been a little hot the past couple days here. A little, little caliente, if you will. This past week, it was beautiful. Though. It was. That, 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 that rain we got on, on Friday... I went to the Booker Sarasota game. Shout out to Booker Tornadoes, two and one on the season this year. Cool, starting to look good. High school football's back. You know we're football head junkies, regardless of what it is. Friday night college, lights. it don't matter. But uh, Saturday was beautiful. Sunday, I went golfing with the boys. It was beautiful out Sunday morning. Okay. Oh my god! But then Monday hits and it kind of gets back to reality. Yeah, that mugginess. Yep. But uh, it, it sure was, was. It was beautiful out, man. It was beautiful. Glad to be here, man. Glad, Glad to, be, to here. be here, too, brother. Glad to be here, too. You know, we got a lot of things to talk about. Bunch of good topics. Got a lot of things to talk about. A lot of crazy things happening in week one in the NFL. A lot of bad injuries. We'll get into that later. And, you know, just another good week in sports. You know, the USA coming in fourth place in the FIBA World Cup. You got to love it. But we sent the B-Squad team there. All right? We'll get into that a little bit later. You know, we got a lot of a lot of lot more interesting things to get into. So definitely, definitely. But you know, we gotta start out with the sneaker news. Gotta get into it with the sneaker news right off rip. Attention, sneakerheads and hype beasts. It's time to join us for just kicking it. Shoes guaranteed to make a kid run faster and jump higher. Follow us on IG at STLR Sports Talk. Also, tag us in all your KOTD picks so we can see what fresh kicks you're rocking today. A shoe is just a shoe. Until somebody steps into it. Then it has meaning. You're Michael Jordan. And your story is going to make us want to fly. So getting into the sneaker news, and like Craig said before, we don't always try to keep you plugged in on just Jordan stuff. We try to keep you plugged in on all the things, nostalgia-wise. And and I feel like these right here are a nostalgia nostalgia shoe just because of, you know, what it represents in in the sense of... Sneaker world. Sneaker world and who... Essentially wore this sneaker back in the day. Yes, it does. But Adidas coming out on top. Adidas making a comeback with the shoe. The Adidas 
Crazy Infinity Triple Blacks are going to be releasing next month. And these are a shoe inspired by the crazy Adidas Crazy Ones, which was the shoe that was originally designed for Kobe Bryant back in the early 2000s. So they look so from the sample pictures I've seen, they look very, very similar to the old school Kobe's that Kobe's because people don't understand, people don't remember. Kobe was with Adidas when yeah, he first, first entered yep. the league the first couple years. Then he switched over to the Jordan brand or to Nike in general. But he was mainly wearing Jordans back in those days. If people don't know the one a uh, very infamous pack of shoes is the Kobe pack is the Jordan 3s and the Jordan 8s and they're both Laker colorways which are beautiful shoes but they're like they cost like 20 racks bro it's crazy but they're still a nice shoe I would love for them to like general release those shoes but I don't think they ever will but honestly bro like if a lot of people don't know this a lot of shoes that are inspired by GRs are shoes that certain people have gotten in the past. Like, you know the all red 11s that I have? Yep. Those are inspired by Carmelo. Carmelo had a pair of those. They look just like them, and then, then they finally dropped those. There was an all-black pair. It was a sample pair of the, the Kappa Gowns, the Jordan 11 Kappa Gowns, mm-hmm. all black ones. There was a sample pair that kicks uh, Perfect Pair. His name's Perfect Pair on Instagram if you want to follow him. Has one of the craziest sneaker collections I have ever seen in my life, bro. He has things from Kobe's to LeBron's to Adidas to Yeezy's to everything. It's crazy. And he has the Kobe packs and he has the triple black sample pair that was inspired that from the YouTube video that went viral almost six years ago. And they are maybe even longer than that. And then they finally released those. So a lot of these GR shoes that finally do get released, these off, uh, not the uh, OG ones, they are inspired off of sample pairs that people got specifically shipped to them because they're celebrities and mellow cats like perfect pair. You know, they get those connections. People, they make these certain shoes. They don't really release them because they're just sample pairs. And then they end up in the market eventually. But Adidas is obviously taking the hat out of the Jordan book, making some shoes that obviously resemble the late great Kobe Bryant shoes that he wore back in 2000. But you can respect those retail for $160 and uh, uh, releasing on October 15th at select retailers and adidas.com. But like I said, man, those are another shoe that I feel like a lot of people can connect with just because of the nostalgia in it and the early 2000s with Kobe. Yeah, when I've seen those, I, I've been kind of seeing that on Kicks on Fire. I'm like, man, I was like, those look an awful lot like the Kobe's. I was like, I wonder if, if that's the real deal, if that's what they're trying to do, you know. And even like you said with that that sample or with that pack from Jordan with the, the threes and the eights, you never know with uh, everything they just signed and worked out with because, I mean, at the end of the day, Jordan is Nike brand. Yeah. So maybe they work something out with with uh, Vanessa, and they release those on the GR. So we never know. I, I'm still praying that I get those all blue, all baby blue 11s that came in that sample pack, or that. Uh, you know, I was wrong on that shoe. By the way, I said there was the second shoe was a pair of nines. It wasn't a pair of nines. It was a pair of like 16s. Okay, that's what it was. And they were they are they were weird looking. You're right. But I would have just taken the 11s out of that. Yeah. So just to correct myself on past shows, you know, I don't want to make myself look like I know everything about a sneaker world. I'd be wrong sometimes. We'd be wrong. Everybody's wrong a little bit every we now and mistakes. then. mistakes. But breaking news in the MLB. I know we don't really get into baseball much, but I thought this was pretty significant. Max Scherzer, a very predominant pitcher in MLB. He is out for the season with an elbow injury. He was traded to the Rangers early on in the season. And it's a big strain for the Rangers because they were making a push for the, for the playoffs. Playoffs mm. is coming around here soon. People call it October baseball playoff for a, re, for a reason. 
And, you know, that's a big hit for the Rangers, honestly. So I thought that was really important to say just because it just happened. It just happened like 30 minutes ago. So we had to plug y'all in on that and let you know that no big pitchers going down. A 39-year-old pitcher going down, you know, for, for, for the season. Playoffs, they thought about the playoffs, but that's not going to be in the case. And, you know, it's just like, you know, what happened with Aaron Rodgers, which we'll get into later. You know, we're not really sure, you know, what the longevity is going to be at this time in your career at that age. So, yeah, I mean, especially if it's something major. I mean, that, that's really one of those situations where, I mean, we'll, you know, we'll talk about Aaron Rodgers later. But yeah, exactly. A 39-year-old pitcher, what, what was the injury? Uh, he he strained a, a muscle in his elbow. Does he have to get to- Tommy John? No, it's not a Tommy John's uh, elbow surgery. Okay. But- but yeah, Sho- still, that's that's part of your main. You know, you need your elbow in pitching. Shohei Otani, which is one of the best players in baseball right now, playing for the Angels. He's a pitcher out for the season. A great pitcher. No, he's not out for the oh, season. He's, not. he's okay. not pitching for the season because he hurt his elbow. And they're not saying directly if it is Tommy John surgery that needs to be done, but they're saying that he doesn't really need the surgery. But you know, he's still batting. He's still going to be uh, batting DH most of the year, all, all the rest of the year. But, you know, he's not pitching, and they're going to hold him off. And who knows what's going to happen with him and if he's even going to re-sign with the Angels. Angels came out today and said that they'll be willing to trade Mike Trout if he wants to trade. You know, you know, Mike Trout is a very good baseball player. Yeah, he, I hate him because he's an Eagles fan. You know, we lost to the Eagles this, this <laughs> Sunday. But at the same time, he's a really good baseball player, and it's cool to see an organization come out and say, you know, we'll, we'll oblige you because you've done well by us these last, you know, however long he's been playing for the Angels. For a while. And so, but it, it's good to see that they're going to try to do right by him if he wants that. And I would not be surprised if he does accept them on that offer just because when you get to this point in your career, you do want to win a championship. And it gets, you know, you got the stats to back it up. You, you, that, that championship kind of cements your legacy into, into, the, into, the, into the hall. So. Come on with Tampa, Mike. Hey, man. I don't think they can afford them, but hey, man, you know, I mean, they did just free up some money off a certain player. Hey, man, we could we could make it happen, Captain. <laughs> but going into the to the UFC, UFC and the WWE has officially merged, and you know, Vince and the McMahon family. Their last night was the last time that they were going to be in charge of a taping for WWE. So it's kind of an end of era, man. You know, Vince McMahon. Back in the day, bought WWF what it was for a million dollars, and sold it for nine point three billion dollars. Great flip. That's literally probably almost as good as Jerry Jones has come up with the Cowboys back in the days. So it's 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 kind of crazy because it's an it's an end of an era for cats like me. I know Chad the same way. Uh, that but attitude I, I, era. I feel like he'll still be involved with like the scripting of the stories I don't know, and stuff. Man. I don't know. I don't. We'll see. We'll see. There was some beef with Triple H there. Well, Triple H came out, and I don't know if him and Shane McMahon are beefing, but he said that, and I don't know how true this is. It's just what I was seeing on Twitter, that if Shane McMahon was to be brought back in, Triple H would have no, nothing. He'd, he'll step down for what he's doing. Really? So, I, I, like I said, I don't know if that's true or not. It could not be true, but that's what I was seeing on the Twitter feed. We, we gotta get we gotta get Staddy Chatty in here soon. Get, get some wrestling talk going. But on. you know, but that attitude era, man, the that was some of the, in my opinion, that's some of the oh, best yeah. wrestling. I think that it, early ninety nine, ninety eight, two to two thousand five, two thousand early two thousand or late two thousand tens. Degeneration X, dude. It's it's NWO everything, bro. It was just it was the the storylines, the scripts, just the Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin. 
I watch some of these old videos that pop up on my videos, Craig. And when you hear heard that glass shatter, <laughs> and dude, the place would go yeah. crazy. And and I'm not saying today's wrestling isn't as good. But it's just the lackluster isn't really there in well, my opinion. Well, remember, you know, in, in our group message, Chad did just put in there about the uh, Royal Rumble coming to the Tampa Bay area next year, January. I was like, I'm down to go. I was like, I have to practice on my countdown because you know it's always like the five, four, and then then when you hear the music, it's just like, <sighs> like in, in, you know what? When in Rome, you know, and what I'm saying? in the Royal like, Rumble, they always try to get somebody. It's always a surprise person. Like they try to get somebody who's like they they want that crowd reaction because that's it's always been a big part of it. They always have somebody crazy, a throwback. I think a couple of years ago they had the hurricane come back. If you don't know who the hurricane is, you ain't a real wrestling fan. I know my boy JC knows about him. You know what I'm saying? And I know boy Stanley knows about him. But mo- real rest, stand back. There's a hurricane coming through. Man, come on, bro. You don't don't test me on my WWE knowledge. No, they they they. Because bring- I will school you. You know what I'm saying? I might not be as depth as my boy JC and Staddy, but I will school the average wrestling fan on that Attitude Era. Fuck, come on, bro. Don't. Don't, 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 don't. It's, it's interesting to see how it goes, though, with UFC combining with them and, like you said, officially with with uh, Vince stepping down. And it is being publicly traded right now under the t- under TKO, correct? $102 per share. $102 per share. Balling. So if you want to go invest in the uh, the TKO stock, baby, go ahead and take that money. Well, that's not bad, man. That's a really good price. Because who knows where that stock's going to go. You could buy in 105 right now. It could be 240 by the time the night goes by. Never Who knows know. what's gonna happen. That's the crazy thing about the stock market, baby. And we're not even gonna get the stock market because I lost so much money on these damn days. I'm not even fucking gonna talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, on the I want to I wanted to incorporate some of this on this day thing because I feel like there's a lot of important uh, events on on this day history that and, I feel like that we should be talking about. And I think moving on, let's call it on this week because we since we only do a one, once a week show, we can kind of like. Find some different things going on throughout the the sports like week. Maybe pick like two or three topics. I like that throughout the week. Just that are just kind of like damn, you know, just just informative, cool things that you know, whether it be someone breaking a home run record or you know being the first to do something as far as like rushing yards or whatever it may be. You know, maybe the first person to ever get like ten thousand points in the NBA. Who yeah. knows? You know, what I'm saying it, it could be anything. Yeah, it doesn't even baseball, man. Just, it just, could be just tennis, cool, something yeah. that. On, in my on, opinion, on this day in history, Nolan Ryan beat up Robin Ventura. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Whatever. I, just, I feel like that I want to bring up things that is going to interest everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, they'll be like, oh, shit, I forgot about all that. That's what yeah. I kind of want to remember. Little, damn, you know I, I, I never knew that. Or, damn, I forgot all about that. And I feel like we got two good ones today. I like it. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with the first one. On this day yesterday in 1984, one Michael Jeffrey Jordan signed a seven-year, $6 million deal with the Chicago Bulls. Wow. In 1984 to 1981, he was making $6 million total. All right? Do you know this man, Michael Jordan, makes $6 million every 8.6 days in today's world? Wow. So my man is literally making his salary for seven years back in the 80s to the 90s in eight days. Damn. That's 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 wild. You know what they say? Amen. You know what that is? That's that Jim Jones balling. Hey, Mike, 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 Mike be doing whatever he wants, man. They they be trying to stir up conversations with him and 
him and his son banging, or his, not him and his son, him and his son having relations with Den, uh, Scotty Pimpin, ex-wife. And I'd be seeing these memes, man. They'd be making me crack up, talk about, this is going to be Jordan's second ring from Pimpin. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I can't just like, it just, these motherfuckers are wild out here. The, the the, yeah, the second MJ. The, the second MJ to get a ring by Pimpin. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't, bro. I can't, bro. <laughs> And then the second one that we thought was pretty good. On this day in 1986, Mr. Bo Jackson hit his first career home run for the Kansas City Royals. A 475-foot bomb. Wow. Wow. For your first... That's, just, man, Bo, that's that grown man strength that's right that. That's that just pure athleticism, man. Like that, That's country strong 475 right feet? That's in that, 1986, that's that Auburn country strong right go, there. Go look at the go look at the home run derby. I bet you probably see a couple of them close to that to that range. A yeah. couple of them. Yeah. And he did it back then. And he did it on his first swing in 1986. He was a phenomenal athlete. He really was. If you ever watched Bo Jackson or had the honor to watch Bo Jackson, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, YouTube some of his highlights. I've seen highlights where he literally runs up the outfield wall and makes the sickest catch and like runs back down the wall kind of it's just like I don't got no respect for Bo Jackson how in the hell I don't got no respect for Bo Jackson you're crazy I don't got no respect for him he did y'all dirty I don't like that shit hey that's alright it is I don't what like it is. that shit it is what it is there's a couple players who did y'all dirty I don't like that shit Steve Young too Steve Young did y'all dirty didn't one Herschel Walker do y'all dirty too I don't think Herschel no it was somebody else I know there's somebody else there's a third person not the top of my head I don't know I, we'll figure this out We'll have it for you next week. I know that for sure. All right. I know that for sure. But, yeah, man, Bo Jackson, just a phenomenal athlete. You know, the guy was obviously a, a two-sport athlete and was dominant in both sports, as well as Mr. Primetime, who we'll get into later. Colorado Buffaloes, baby. Woo! Doing some big things in the NCAA. Big, big things. And uh, going into the NBA, and I wanted to talk about this FIBA, this tragedy that happened, and – uh for the FIBA World Cup, USA finishing fourth, losing to Canada in the bronze medal match. Dylan Brooks, big, big game for Team Canada, 40 points. And you know what? I've said this before. We sent the B-Squad team there. There was no LeBron James. There wasn't a Steph Curry. There wasn't a Jason Tatum. There wasn't a Devin Booker. There wasn't a Kevin Durant. There wasn't a Kyrie. You know, the, we, we sent a lot of young guys. Craig, we had Paulo Bancaro and Jaron Jackson, who were two power forwards playing center. And we had Bobby Portis, who I seen more of, let's go, than he did him doing anything on the court. So we lacked size, and we just lacked experience, in my opinion. So I was, it was very sad to see, but at the same time, you know, you kind of take how to take it with a grain of salt because, like I said, it's the B-Squad well, team. Well, well, here's my question for you. What, what season just started? What sports season just started? Football. Do you see very many preseason games where you got the starters out there trying to freaking prove something? No. Because you already know what your starters bring to the table. So let's get some guys some extra work, some up-and-coming stars that may be the ones that kick your ass, you know, not this Olympics but the other Olympics, or maybe a couple of these guys end up on the Olympic team. Well, remember a couple weeks ago. That's really what it's all about. FIBA's just like – not a, not a game. Yeah, about, I mean, like Olympics is more more important in my opinion than, than FIBA's FIBA's like uh, on on uh, half baked. Let me see your mean face. 
that's that's all it is, bro. Like FIBA? Are you kidding me? Not, not the World Cup, not the Olympics. FIBA. Remember when you asked, "Is Anthony Edwards that good?" Yeah, he was the best player on the on the team, and Anthony Edwards might might all depends on who you're asking. Might make it the top ten players list of the NBA in today's NBA. Okay, might. Do you think he would make the actual Olympic team? Absolutely. Okay. As a as a backup, have, coming has, off the bench. Has anybody come out and confirmed that they're down to be part of the Olympic team? I'm glad, I'm glad you say that, Craig Wiley. Because Mr. <sighs> and see, this is this is this is why I do hate LeBron James. Why? Because he he makes it about himself. Oh, oh, so Jason Tatum, you've been on the phone with Jason Tatum, Steph Curry, and Kyrie. And you, come on, LeBron. First off, Steph Curry has already said he was going to play in the 2024 Olympics. So has Jason Tatum way before he's come out and said, yeah, yeah, I've been on the phone with him. I've been on the phone with him. We're all going to be there. LeBron, it ain't about you, bro. And it's like he can't go a couple weeks without having his so, name so in he's the spotlight. Trying to make, like, so he's trying to make it sound like he's the one who orchestrated everybody yes! coming. When people were already coming, they probably, they probably talked him into coming. Yes! And I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just frustrating, man. Like, that's that, those are the reasons why I dislike LeBron. It's like he's trying to make it seem like so he's what's, the fucking what conductor. So what center do we need to come represent us? What center? Rumors are Joel Embiid. But they're saying he could go possibly play for Team France and or another team. So I would love to see Joel. Don't know if we'll see that. But I think we got a couple of good ones. I think Walker Kessler, I think he was a great person that the Team USA team had. But they didn't play him in the fucking team, in the, in the, in the team, uh, the game before the bronze medal game. They didn't play him. And they were getting out-rebounded. Yeah, sometimes. By, t- by Germany. Who won it? Who's going to be the coach of the Olympic team? The same, the same Probably coach? Steve Kerr. Okay. Probably the same. They had a squad, man. They had Tyron Lue, Steve Kerr, uh, uh, Eric Spolstra. They had a squad of coaches. But at the same time, it's about these young cats playing together. And, it, and it's and in the Olympics, it's not about who's going to be the star. It's about what guy who's a star is willing to, to take a back seat to – I mean, because even in the 2010, the Redeem team, even back in the day with Michael and them, it was, it was a different score, a high score almost well, every game. Here's the thing. If – if you do it correctly with the Olympic team, I think a lot of times they do carry up to 15 players. Do it to where you have three, set it up to where you have three of each play, each position and sub them in five at a time, five in, five out, five in, keep everybody fresh. It does suck that most of the good centers are all from different countries. It does. That's why I said that. That's why I brought it up. That does suck. Because, I mean. But the good thing is we got cats like Kevin Durant who are seven foot. You know what I'm saying? Like, those guys could be good for us. That's, in my opinion, when you get guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron, and all those guys, Jason Tatum, I'm going to say that because he is a long, lanky dude. Uh, even Paulo's lanky. Yeah, I'm not even saying that be, to, to be a homer. I'm just saying it because Jason Tatum is top five do, NBA player. Do you think Paulo would, would make the Olympic team? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think Paulo is a great player. I just think they had him playing center, and it was really fucking with him. It's going to be interesting to see who they bring around in, uh, when, when the actual – because you know how America is. For FIBA, it's just like, eh. But when, when it comes to the Olympic team, and especially, you know, 
nowadays where you got you know X or whatever you want to call it, Twitter, the Twitterverse, Xverse, whatever you want to call it now. I still call it Twitter. I don't care. Pe- if it's people X. sit there and you know they, they'll clown. You know the internet don't play around, so there's going to be memes and stuff made. There, everybody's clowning the USA right now for this, you know, fourth place that they just got in FIBA. So the NBA guys are going to be like, you know what, you can talk all that shit you want to now, but when fucking Steph Curry comes out here, Dame Lillard or whoever else they get on that team, what are you going to do? What are you going to do against a team where let's just say if if if, if we put some crazy stuff together, say you have Steph Steph and Dame as your starting lineup with LeBron. Maybe Jason Tatum and ain't no maybe and and we'll and we'll, and we'll, and we'll, we'll, right, we'll go small ball with it. We'll throw KD in there. Small ball, Kevin Durant seven two, bro. But I'm saying it's, he he doesn't have like the size like a like like a Joker. Oh, well, I mean meat wise, but height wise, he, he's, he he's small for a center. He would be small for a well, center. Yeah, he would. He he definitely would. He'd be a stretch five. We like I said, we'd have to get somebody in there like a power forward type dude or Brook Lopez. I could see. I don't know. I think he. No, I could see Brooke Lopez playing for. Yeah, because I'd love to have Brooke Lopez down there. Because what's his name is um from somewhere else too. Uh, Gobert. Yeah, he's from France. He's he's a French dude. Yeah, he's too. a Frenchman. Damn, he's a Frenchman. I'd love to see Joel play for us, but I don't know if that's gonna happen. Indeed, me and Davis were talking about that at work, and LeBron to throw that man some money. I'm telling you <laughs> something, bro. Get my man on Team USA, bro. If we get Joel and B on Team USA and shut down, don't even don't, you don't even need to send nobody because just give us the gold medal. Think about it. What about Anthony Davis? I'll take him. I'll take him if he's healthy. I should say he might sprain a knee though. Yeah, my man grimaces. He's out for three weeks. Shout out my boy Reggie Miller for saying that. I don't want to take credit for that because that shit was funny as hell. <laughs> <laughs> Going still in, into the NBA news, Kevin Porter Jr., man. Ooh, Houston one. Rockets guard is in some big trouble right now. Was just arrested, and it doesn't look good for him, Craig. Not at all. It doesn't look good for him. Kevin Porter for- Jr. allegedly attacked his girlfriend in a New York City hotel room. And left the woman with a fractured neck vertebrae. This is worse than Ray Rice. And a deep cut over her right eye. This is worse than what what, what the situation with Ray Rice happened. I think he I think she got like a black eye or something like that. I mean, she wasn't like completely, you know, injury free, but it wasn't a broken vertebrae. The bad thing about like Ray that. Rice is there was video of it. Yeah. He clocked his wife. But you can tell from the twice. But you could tell from the injuries that this was more than that. Oh, he he whooped her ass. Kevin Porter Jr. whooped her ass. He was choking her and broke her neck from choking her. That's how much, how much anger's got to be involved. Twenty three years old, man. And granted, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Let's play devil's advocate here. Maybe he didn't do it. Zach attack it. Let's Zach attack it. Maybe he didn't do it. I do want to give these guys the benefit of the doubt, man. Because even if you look at the whole thing, and I'm going off topic, off sports here, Jonathan Majors. Jonathan Majors was going under the, under the under the scope there for his domestic violence allegedly. Come to turn out, now he's suing that lady for Am- false for defamation. Amber Heard, exactly. So, so I, the benefit of the doubt. That's all I want. And, and if it, if this is going to be the case, fuck him. You know, he'll, he'll probably never play in the NBA again. That's what I was going to ask. You know, do you think that if it comes out that this is one hundred percent true, that his career is over? I do think it could be because you look at people like uh, the dude for the Hornets who had the same situation with his his baby mama. 
He's still not back in the league. He's been suspended. He was suspended all of last year. Ray Rice. Ray that, Rice that never. Situation but happened. I think, and I, what, the reason why I say the, other than the NBA player is because I think the NBA player is a little bit more stricter on that domestic violence stuff than the NFL is. I think also, realistically, the only, the only celebrity that I feel like we've seen a domestic violence situation with that hasn't really, it, it maybe affected their career slightly for a little bit. But it didn't completely end. It would be Chris Brown. Yeah, yeah. But even then, bro, and that's Chris, the music industry. And then even Chris Brown, Rihanna was putting hands all over him in that car that night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and 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 we don't know what happened. We weren't there. And he, here's the crazy thing about it. And this is no way sticking up for anybody. I'm just bringing you know facts to the table. When you know you love somebody, whether it's family, whether it's a significant other. Like, you and your brother get into fights all the time. Yeah. Your brother legit knows what to say to put to, to put you over the edge. A hundred percent. You know what to say to your dad or your brother or your mom. My dad does, too. To, to, to put them over the edge and, and, and really piss them off. A lot of times, your girlfriend, your baby mama, whoever it is, they know what to do to push those buttons. And sometimes they push them too many times or push them too far. And sometimes things like this happen. Not making an excuse for it. But we don't know his background. Was he was he brought up in a in a violent upbringing? It could have some stuff to do with. He he may have anger issues that he needs to go get worked out. Whatever the situation is, it's not looking good for him. And we definitely do not condone any kind of Absolutely you know not. fighting females like that. Absolutely. And, not. Be, and I'm gonna say this with a grain of salt, just because. All right, I'm a big dude. Are there some women out there that could probably kick my ass? Yeah, I watch I watch them on UFC. I watch them on US. There's some girls out there that could probably kick my ass if, if they were trained properly and stuff like that. Men are usually bigger and stronger than women. And not saying that every man in the world can be every woman in the world because that'd just be completely insane. But typically, you know, you're talking about any NBA player over six foot tall, more than likely. Oh, he's like six eight, bro. I mean, you're talking about a big dude. Instagram model, probably five eight, six one if you're lucky. Well. You asked, we don't know the story. They've had history. He rammed his car into hers in the past. That's a red flag right there. So this is a young guy who's obviously dealing with some type of anger issues. And, and you know what's sad is, is we don't know the case if they were together, if it's, if it's just baby mom and, and, and they're going through it or whatever the situation may be. But, man, you know, you got to kind of feel sorry for this girl. And it's one of those situations where, you know, all you can do is just sit there and pray for her well-being because you know how these relationships can be. They always do talk about it gets worse and worse. And Yeah, the story doesn't sound good. With the way the story is, like, she possibly could have been, you know, we could be talking about a murder. Apparently, the alleged story is he didn't stop until she ran out into the hallway of the hotel room covered in blood. Yeah. So, like I said, it doesn't it doesn't look good. And that's the thing, you know. Even though that the the parts that w were allegedly done, the choking and all that, even though that's not on camera, guess what's in those hallways in all those hotels, cameras. And you know what? Unless you're a really good, you know, Hollywood makeup artist, you can't fake that blood, bro. No, you cannot. And and if she's walking out, she's leaking, and nobody else comes outside that door but you. Hey, maybe she fight clubbed herself. You know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, we doubt it. He's probably not in a very good situation. No, nah, it's not looking good for him, but we'll definitely keep you guys posted on that. Moving on to the NCAA. 
Another crazy week in the NCAA, man. A big win for your Hurricanes. I know you're happy about that, beating the ranked Texas A&M team. Jimbo Fisher might be on the hot seat there in old Texas A&M. Talked about Dabo last week. There have been reports saying that there have been some unhappy people with Jimbo Fisher and his lack of success in the past few years of him being at Texas A&M. So we could see Jimbo Fisher possibly being on the hot seat here for the Texas A&M Aggies. Colorado coming through with another big win against the Nebraska Nebraska Cornhuskers. Again, Shadur Sanders is looking like a serious Heisman candidate. What's funny is, listen, I had... So so our so my boy Gid, Austin's brother, the older one, actually they were both out there in uh Vegas, I just found out. But get it I get it text me, he told me he was out there, and I told him, look, he said he was thinking about betting on some sports. I said, take Colorado over Nebraska. Nebraska is the favorite to win. I was like, but I think Colorado's just gonna whoop that ass. Or actually I think Colorado was no Colorado was favored by like three and a half or four points. And I said they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna smoke the Nebraska Cornhusters because they're coming off a high two and a half point favorite on, on that TCU. I said, so, so I said, like, take Colorado because they're gonna win that by by more than the spread. I also told him, I was like, look, I said a lot of people are gonna say I'm being a homer. I said Take Miami to win over Texas A&M because they were the underdog. And I was like, you know, I, I just seen something different in this team so far this year, even by them going into that first game and doing what they were supposed to do. And I even said, I said, look, I said, I'm not, I'm not giving my team any credit right, right now. I was like, they did what they were supposed to do against a team that, that, that was lesser than them. I do think that they're going to beat Texas A&M, but let's see, you know, until they do and, and you know, make a statement win, then that's still up for debate because it's been a while since, you know, the, the Miami Hurricanes made that, that kind of thing. But I, I had the feeling, so I told my boy, take Miami. Then I also told him, I was like, Old Miss Tulane, they got, they, they got the spread too close. I was like, I think Old Miss is going to beat the shit out of Tulane. I was like, take that. All three of them hit. Hey, when you know, you know. Listen, we, I, we did call Detroit Lions beating the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night this past week. We'll get into that a little bit later, but... Colorado, Shadur Sanders, like I said, looking like a real Heisman candidate. Another almost beautiful game, 31-42. I mean, 31-42, the dude's only missing nine, literally nine pass, only in, not only nine incompletions last week, nine incompletions this week. He's got 902 yards in the last two games. He's almost got 1,000 yards in the last two games, Craig. I mean... He is proving all of the doubters wrong. Dion's proving all the doubters wrong. He's taken a 1-11 program, and they are now 2-0 and and ranked 18 on the top 25 big board in college football, Craig Wiley. Even before the season, you know, we looked at that schedule. That was a topic that we had talked about in our group message, and we're like, man, you know, not for nothing, we liked the moves that Dion was making over there, but we really weren't sure if, you know, there. The, Chad, I think, said that they were, uh, you know, over under three games or whatever, something like that was was what they were giving them. Vegas is probably kicking themselves in the ass for that one right now. Boy. Because uh, everybody who locked in on that early is about to get paid. Paid. But um, on the over, that that is. But, you know, what he has going on over there, it, it's special, um, an extreme turnaround. And I think having Prime over there plus the NIL deal and everything, it's going to be something that, that benefits – Plus, they're getting ready to join the Big 12, so that's going to be another big thing for Colorado. 
you know, they're definitely overachieving from a lot of people's expectations. But they got some really tough games coming up as well. So now we're really going to get to see where they're at against teams that are also making moves to different conferences as well. Got Colorado State coming up this week. And, you know, College Game Day will be in attendance on that. So I wanted to give a shout on that. College Game Day, having, I don't think they've been in Colorado in, in a long time. It's been a while. It's been a while. but So it's, it's good to see them getting the recognition that they deserve. But Shadur Sanders, second in the nation in passing yards, 903. Xavier Weaver, he is fifth. And receiving yards were 288 in the nation. So we, these guys, he's a transfer from UCF, USF. So these we, they, these guys are producing so much talent, and these guys weren't even playing at Power Fives last year. So it, it's it's good to see Dion making this and help getting this team to work. Uh, Shiloh Sanders, he had another big week in tackles. I think he led the team in tackles again. You know, Travis Hunter again another big week. It's just it's good to see them prove the doubters wrong. And just like Zach said on Buck That Podcast, which you haven't listened to it, you need to go check it out. I'm a Colorado Buffaloes fan this year. I am a, I'm a Buffalo. I, I, I'm, I'm liking Buffalo. I'm liking what they're doing, and it's kind of similar to it, it reminds me a little bit of the Jimmy Johnson era at, at the Miami University. Is he a Miami guy? Is is kind of was like the thing there, you know, hey. He could be a four-star, he could be a five-star, he could be a three-star, whatever the situation may be, but is he our guy? And I feel like that's what Prime's doing. Like, is he is he a Colorado Buffalo guy? Is he a primetime player? Is he that kind of guy? And if you're not, if you know, if you don't have that bravado about you, you don't have that skill set, you don't have that swag about you that, of what he's trying to bring to the table, you're probably not going to get recruited or probably not going to get brought in. Yep. So he's bringing in his style, his type of players, and from what it seems like, it's, it's players that are hungry. There was only two players who started for the Colorado Buffaloes who are starting this year. One's a linebacker and one's an offensive lineman. Goes to show, hey, at the end of the day, competition breeds, you know, saying quality teams. And if you put a good quality competition out there and everything, because he, he came in, he cleaned house. He's like, look, that's your quarterback. And we, we, we knew. I, I love what he said. I'm bringing my luggage with me. And my luggage is Louie. And it's Louie. It's Louie. And right now, Shadir Sanders is definitely looking like that Louie bag. Second in freaking passing yards. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see what they do. Top 25 made some changes. Miami jumped into top 25 after their big win against Texas A&M. And you kind of skeptical. Well, I told you we needed Tulane to lose. It and they don't did. matter. I, I told you it, do, it didn't matter. The fact that you guys were beating the uh, 22-ranked. Texas and their team, you, I knew you guys were going to take over their spot. Hey, That's I, I, I got to keep it real, though. We've been getting a lot of hate lately, too. But listen, when you win when you win against a ranked team like that and an SEC team, it's kind of hard to say, you know what, maybe they are the real deal, even though their SEC football isn't really doing well these last couple weeks. But they're the best <laughs> conference alive. Texas, Texas. Uh, Tell that to the ACC. Texas taking down old Nick Saban in the Alabama. Roll tie, baby. Pat McAfee was making it go crazy, making that roll tie for fan base go crazy, but they took an L, and Texas looks good, man. Texas looks good. They jumped up four spots to the number six spot. Oh, I'm sorry. I lied. They jumped up seven spots to the number four spot. Listen, Texas is looking like the real deal right now. and uh, Alabama dropped seven spots to the 10 spot. Well, you know what's interesting? 
What happens next year? Where does Texas go? SEC. Yes, they do. Better be careful what you wish for. Pretty much showing that, hey, we're ready to compete. And that's what I was trying to get at with, you know, these teams at the ACC that are thinking about jumping ship. Well, hey, why try to be the 8th, ninth, 10th team in that, you know, even though they're going to expand to 12 teams in the playoffs, why try to be the guy that tries to get into the top two or three, maybe top four of your conference when you could be the top of your conference in the ACC? And, you know, if you stick it out and wait for the new television deal, you'll probably end up with something very close and similar to these Big Ten and these SEC schools got going on. Probably get a better, different split because they know that's where they kind of messed up on this one. That's where ACC is struggling. And they can't afford to be the next Pac-12. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes on here. Hey, all I know is... Texas, Oklahoma going to SEC. S- the ACC's got four teams in the top 25 right now. And Clemson had 86 votes to be in the top 25. So that could have been five teams ACC had in the top 25. Sounds like a pretty damn good division to me. Yeah. Or conference to me. That's all I got to say. And who knows? Not for nothing. I'm not making a prediction or anything. So all my FSU fans out there, quit you know, trying to attack me. But at the end of the day, FSU still has to go to Clemson. Clemson has to beat FSU to get back into the top 25, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be and interesting. To possibly save Dabo Sweeney's job. job. So it's going to be interesting to see what goes down because I don't think Dabo is going to be around much longer if he keeps, you know, that, that, that plane seat keeps crashing. It, it's, it's not crashed yet, but it's getting there. And same thing with Saban. You know, Saban w- w- been a big vocal person about hating on everybody about their NIL deals and all that stuff. It's just like, well, bro, don't get mad because people have better to offer, more money to offer, or even a better scenery or better you know campus life or st- stuff to go around than Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, Colorado moved up four spots, and UNC dropped three spots because they had a nail-biter. Against Appalachian State. A little nail-biter. You know what's crazy is I got this group message in one of my fancy football groups, and one of the guys that's in there is a is a huge Tar Heels fan. And I almost said before the game started, I'm like, hey, but I didn't want him to try to jinx, jinx me with the Texas A&M. So I was, I was about to tell him, like, hey, Chris, you better watch out for that Appalachian State upset because I know that it's kind of a mini rivalry. And I'm going to be honest with you. I wouldn't be opposed to bringing in Appalachian State to the ACC because they, they've been historically known, and I feel like that would give them some power. But I don't think that they would make uh, certain academic requirements. I know Chad was saying something about that with, as far as USF. Like some of these schools have certain requirements to get into the conference. And I think some of them are academically because I know with Appalachian State, the reason why they are so good is sometimes that they get those D1-style players that don't actually have the uh, maybe the grades or whatever to go to some of these bigger colleges, and that's why they do upset a lot of people sometimes. Yeah, it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a crazy next college football. Next year's going to be crazy. I mean, because next year we get the 12-team playoff starting. We get a whole bunch of conferences All the conference changing. realignment, three conference realignments. 2024. Four. All four, actually. Think about it. Big Ten's getting new teams. SEC's getting new teams. Big 12 and the ACC. So all new college landscape. Yeah, it's uh, definitely an exciting, exciting college football season already. And expecting for next season. As and well. listen, we'll talk about it next year because we know you guys are going to get high and probably forget anyways. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Moving on to the NFL. NFL, another great week one. I could not stop watching football all weekend long. I mean, I don't know what it is. I, I've become, and I've, told, I've said this multiple times on the show, 
I had, haven't really been the most, the biggest fan of college football, but I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because I'm I'm rooting so much for Dion, but watching Colorado, I watched the full college Colorado game. Fun. I watched the full Texas A&M Miami game. I watched the full Texas freaking Alabama game, and then on Sunday, I literally watched the Bucks freaking Vikings, the Patriots, uh, the Patriots, uh, the Patriots. Versus the Eagles, I watched the Green Bay versus Dolphins game. I watched a little bit. I watched Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys. Couldn't get enough of football, and I love that it's fucking back, man. It's such a better time in the world when football is back on TV. Why it you really think? I, why you think I try to cook on Saturday or Sunday with the smoked hey, out, smoked I, out Saturday I or Sunday? Have to come see you next time. I have to come see you next it's, time. It's fun, man. You know, throw some meat on the grill, but rubbing out. Sunday, we had a couple injuries. J.K. Dobbins, another injury for him. I'm gonna go ahead and call it. He's probably he's it looks like he's a bust. And a bust in the sense of he just cannot stay healthy, man. The guy has had injury after injury after injury after injury. Are they turf over there too? I'm probably I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But and then Monday night, man, you know this some is people sad for me. some people say that this is the one of the most significant injuries to happen to a team, but I completely disagree. Because Tom Brady tore his ACL and that year we were supposed that was the year we were coming off our undefeated season. We were supposed to be amazing, Craig. And Tom freaking tears his ACL. Nah, bro. That was way more significant in my opinion. But in the sense of significance in the for a franchise base, because bro, Aaron, it was September eleventh in New York in the Meadowlands. Rogers runs on the field with an American flag. Jets fans are fucking excited. They done. Re- they've already had a decent defense the past few years. They got Garrett Wilson. They got Aaron Rodgers. They got freaking all the freaking help that they've gotten. Brees Hall's healthy. Dalvin Cook's on the fucking field. And four plays into the game, Aaron Rodgers tears his fucking Achilles. Man, I think the only reason why people are classifying, I think the Aaron Rodgers part. Compared to Tom Brady, it's because Tom Brady had already been there. You guys had already won some Super Bowls. So I think that that's why they're saying literally for what the Jets had to give up and four plays into the damn game. Am I a homer? A little bit. And <laughs> a little bit because everything is going to twist back to one of your teams Fuck sometimes. You, You're way worse than me with the Miami Hurricanes and stuff like bullshit. that. Uh, you are. You are. That, I, that is bullshit. We'll have to get Zach in here and your brother for that shit. Bullshit. Why y'all trying to attack me? Anyways, <laughs> but here's one thing I will say about Aaron Rodgers. All right. I'm not necessarily, you know, I was never a Green Bay fan. I don't dislike Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers has been a dude who has produced in fantasy football for year on year in and year out. Hey, he helped my boy Sticky get a ring, bro. I can't hate on Aaron Rodgers. He's had a great career, you know, possibly, you know, top five of all time quarterback he's, he's probably going to be a first round hall of famer 100 but one thing me and pops was talking about it would really really suck and he's 39 years old and i'm not saying it can't be done but how you know he was already kind of thinking about maybe retiring if, if he couldn't get some kind of trade situation worked out with green bay we're talking about a 39 year old man having to rehab his ass off to even probably make it at the minimum of eight months for an injury like this. They're saying it usually takes eight months to a year to recover, which means we'd be looking at like week one, week two of next season before he's ready. You know, does he want to go through that? Or the man's made his money. 
does he want to retire? And if he goes out and like, you know, it, it would just be a tragedy. Whether you love Aaron Rodgers, if you hate Aaron Rodgers, if you're a human being and you can't respect the fact that it would suck to see one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, it, you know, I would much rather see him go out on like a heartbreaking loss and like the playoffs or something <laughs> like that than a, a career-ending injury, essentially. And that just is is what's really kind of killing me right now. Skip, let me skip. Um, damn it! Sorry, I'm trying to do my best Shannon Sharp impression. Uh. I don't think he's gonna retire. I don't. I don't think any player wants to, to 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 leave the game on shit like this. I really, I really do think deep down, because you know they asked uh, Garrett Wilson what he said to him, and he was like, "Sorry, kid." And I and I really, I think Aaron Rodgers was really excited for this season. I really think he was, and I I I do not see him retiring. I don't. I I don't see him going I hope he out doesn't, like this because I would not want to see him go out Re- like yeah, this. Yeah, regardless of how long it's gonna take. Uh, there was a dude on Twitter. He's a reporter. He said he tore his Achilles at 39 years old, and he and he recovered in a year. And that's that dude isn't a world class athlete like Aaron Rodgers is. So yeah, and I'm not saying it can't be done. No, I'm not saying you aren't. But at this, I just I do I do. Believe I would just rather see him do it and hopefully come back and at least finish, even if it's not a Super Bowl win, quote unquote, on you know whatever, a nice playoff push because this is literally the most Jets thing that could happen. Oh, dude! As soon as as soon as it happened, it was so fun. The memes that came out, bro. It was. <laughs> The one meme that I couldn't stop laughing at Internet's was ruthless. The one meme that I couldn't stop laughing at was the it was a Phillies player. He's running on the field like full sprint. And I'm closing my eyes right now because I visualize it. And then they showed the catcher and he's got like this pissed off look on his face. I don't know why. I don't know if he's upset at I don't know if he's got beef with the pitcher or what. But he's like, mm, like, damn it, man. And like, and it said Jet fans watching uh, Zach Wilson run onto the field. And I couldn't stop laughing because, like, bro, it was the perfect meme at the time because it's like you guys have been expecting so long for Aaron Rodgers to take the helm. The day gets here, the Meadowlands is sold out, the place is jumping, and he fucking tears his Achilles on the fourth play of the fucking game. And what's crazy is a fan even called it out, like, "Oh, that's wild." In two and a half hours, we're about to witness Aaron Rodgers' Achilles injury Wild. because of uh, of a soaking wet MetLife Stadium. Going to the soaking wet stuff, you know. And the turf. A lot of players came out vocally. David Bazziari and one of them came out and said that he doesn't like turfs. He thinks that the NFL is more caring about soccer teams because, as you do know, the World Cup is coming to the USA here soon. And they were going to make all and the fields. And they're going to make all fields turf specifically for the soccer teams. Or grass. No, turf. No, he said they're going to make a grass for the, for the soccer teams. That's why it's feasible. They're trying to get rid oh, of the turf. Oh, okay, okay. Is that what it is? Okay, I'm sorry. But, and, but at the same time, man, like, let's not blame the turf field for Aaron Rodgers' injury. If you watch the play, there's a 300-pound defensive lineman landing on his leg and I get that grass doesn't give as or turf doesn't give as grass does, but I don't think the the turf had any or you, had much to do you got, in the. You got to understand though, statistically though, all the major injuries are usually coming on the turf field, I, so it's it, it's it's not really giving itself a, a good name either. I feel like the ACL tears are the ones that that's where that is getting a lot of a uh, lot of uh, speculation that is because there's so many ACL tears recently. But apparently the NFLPA is even getting involved in this and the executive director Lloyd Howell 
has released a statement asking to move all stadium surfaces to natural grass. So the players' union basically is is a uh, you know stepping up players' association, well, yeah, and man. they're like, hey, because at the, you know, and realistically, if you think about it, right, it, it as the NFL as a business, one thing that's been huge in the NFL over the last you know I would say five years seriously is the whole after the the careers are over injuries, the CTEs, the stuff like that. They donate a big portion of their pie, not a big portion, but there's a percentage of the revenue that gets put into a pot to, to help pay for these players, you know, medical bills and stuff like that that they have to take care of. So doesn't it make sense if the turf fields are where people are getting injured more frequently to switch it back to grass? Because if you're on the hook for some of these major injuries anyways, why not try to help your company save some money because the less major injuries that happen, you know, they've already talked about those guardian helmet things that, they're, you know, the little, those the pads, caps, yeah. the, those, those caps that they put on the helmets because they have been seeing a reduced number of concussions and stuff like that that happen in practices. So, you know, why not put yourself in a position to save some moolah, make a good uh, PR move, I guess you would say, for the league. Well, showing that you care about your honestly, players. Honestly, Craig, I think that's why they put turf fields into to play because it takes away. You don't have to have a maintenance guy. To, well, you do. You do have to have a turf maintenance people, but you don't have to have the stable water on it. You don't have to pay that crazy water bill that you have to do to, 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 to water the grass. You don't have to maintenance the grass like that. You mean fixing a, a hole in the turf is takes 10 seconds. I've seen the videos. I'm not a fucking professional, but I've seen the videos. I know what YouTube is. It may be time. You know, it maybe, 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 maybe. But at the same time, you know, like that's why the Sarasota County schools have all in, in, introduced turf into all the, the local high schools because they are trying to save money on people like Rolando, little T Ray. People like Rolando because he was taking care of the field, man. He was he was watering it, he was taking care of it, you know, making sure that it had the nutrients, everything. And now they are taking away from that and trying to save a buck by putting in turf fields. But watch the number of freaking injuries rise on these turf fields for high school football. Watch, it's going to happen. It's going to be sad. It's going to be sad. Hopefully, uh, you know, we'll see everything kind of switch back. Who knows? We're, we're, That's why we're I love the go. Buck Stadium. They got real grass. Mm-hmm. Bucks have real grass. Cardinals got real grass. They, they, Chiefs got they, real there's grass. There's actually rolls out. I, I know. It's so badass. So badass. Cowboys, I think, got real grass. No, they don't. Surf. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's still a select few of fields that do have real grass. I know I know Green Bay's got real grass. Yeah, a lot of them still do. I know the Chicago's still it, got real grass. It's bass. mostly domes. It's mostly the domes, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, week one football. We are in the books. We talked about it just like a couple seconds ago with injuries. But week one football is in the books. Bucks getting a W, kind of a shocking W over the Minnesota Vikings. Yep. I do believe. I don't think any of y'all picked the Vikings or any of y'all picked the Bucks to win. You did not <laughs> buck that podcast last. It was week. just me and Zach, and you know Zach never picked the Bucks. A hundred percent, he picked the Bears this week. So <laughs> with Justin Fields running for over hundred yards, <laughs> I don't want to give away too much. You guys got to go listen to the podcast. But the Patriots, Zach may or may not be. No, I'm not even going. I'm not even going to put that juju <laughs> on him on air. The Patriots did not get the victory. It, but I mean, listen, man. I was very satisfied with what I saw from this team. We let the the Philadelphia Eagles have 170 total yards of offense on us. The Not defending bad. NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Mac Jones threw for over 300 yards on the defending NFC champion, Philadelphia Eagles defense, who got better by taking 
Carter from Georgia in the first round? He only had got sacked twice with two starting offensive linemen missing, Craig? Come on, bro. I cannot be more happy for what I've seen from the Patriots. I'm excited to see where the season's going to go for them. I really am. Same with the Bucks defense, bro. Yeah, y'all let up 336 yards in passing. But guess what? 41 fucking yards on rushing on the ground. And I mean, it's a lot of that went to Justin Jefferson. Half of it did. He had 160 so, yards. So, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you, you knew he was going to eat. But there, there was a lot of things that i seen from some of the young guys there with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that I was very impressed with. I mean, Izzy, oh, one of, Izzy who was an undrafted free agent, got an interception. Uh, 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 that P.I. think that P.I. call they had on him was bull. Did you see? You know what I'm talking about, yeah. right? That way, bro, the, some of the calls that I've been seeing, and, for, and I get it, it's week one for the refs too. I get it. But even in the Patriots game, there was a holding call they had on Hunter Henry that was significant, Craig. Oh, bro, I lost my mind, bro. So, he didn't even hold him, bro. Sometimes you got to just live and die with the referees, man. You can't I really. Guess hey, so. they're, uh, you can't, you can't, you can't. You they're can't humans too, bro. The they're, they're humans too. They are. They are humans. They are humans. They're going to be replaced by AI in like but, five hey, years. Hey, listen, anyway. I'm excited for week two. I know you're excited. I know you guys talked about Bucks versus Bears week two. I already know who you picked, so I'm not even going to ask you. And I want people who's listening, if you want to know who Craig picked, go listen to the damn podcast. Bust that podcast, baby. Buck, Buck Spotify. Podcast. Check it out. I was, Apple, know, I was, all that good stuff. I was listening to that on the, on the way home from work yesterday, on the way from delivery. And I was thinking, Buck That Podcast is such a clever name for y'all's podcast. Because, like, it's obviously fuck that, you know what I'm saying? But Buck, it's so, so fucking clever. I'm so glad y'all came up with that good name. It's so fucking funny. I know it was. I know it was. That's why I'm giving you little props. That's why I'm giving you little props. But the Patriots take on the Miami Dolphins this week. And let me tell y'all what. You, you can call me a homer all you want. I'll take that. Because I asked you that question because I knew I was going to go on to this spiel right here. The Dolphins were the second worst defense in the league last week. Giving up 300-something yards, almost 400 yards total offense. Okay? Actually, I'm sorry, it was a 400 yards total offense because they had Chargers had 234 yards on the ground on the damn Dolphins and 220 yards passing. All right, Patriots. If you got Tua Tagovailoa in, in fantasy, I'm talking to you, Craig Wiley. Sit him on the bench this Sunday night against the New England Patriots defense. Because I'm going to tell you this right now: either all Tyreek Hill, or it's going to be. Nothing for Tyreek Hill. Because I'm telling you this right now. The Patriots defense, I, and, I, and y'all can quote me. I told Craig, we were talking about this in the truck. I said, two quarterbacks are going to throw for more than 300 yards on us. And I consider Jalen Hurts to be one of them. And he threw for 156 yards on the Patriots. All right? I'm just letting you know right now. The Patriots are going to jog walk. The Miami Dolphins this Sunday night. See, I, I, I'm getting dog walk. I'm getting confused here because I'm not sure if you're saying two of them or Tua <laughs> is gonna throw 300 yards on your boys with my boy Tyreek Hill. That's a good one. So, so it, it's a little confusing here. Um, listen, I know people are gonna call you a homer, this or that. I, I, I'm not so sure. I almost want to hit you with the with with the uh, the Lee Corso. Now, now wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because, I mean, Tua came out of Purdue. If Tua is healthy, he's a very, very good quarterback. Jalen Waddle. He's all right. 
Tyreek Hill. They, is he that good or is Tyreek just that good? They're a good combo. I mean, it's going to be an interesting game. I don't know if I would pick either of those teams as a lock for anything. Oh, if you're a betting guy, Patriots are my lock of the week. And it's not because I'm a homer. It's because of the fact that the Dolphins gave up 400 fucking total yards of offense to the Chargers. And Mac Jones threw for 300 fucking yards on the def- the people considered possibly one of the best defense of this year between the 49ers and them. That's a fact. Mac Jones threw for 312 yards. Fourth on the passing yards list. Obviously behind Tua. Tua had f- fucking a day himself. I get it. But guess what? Tua was only fucking 62% passing yards. Mac Jones was 64, bitch. All right. So you said that pre-show, when I kind of was like, I don't know, I think the Dolphins might get y'all, you were like, what do you want to bet on it? What do you want to bet on it? Tell me, right now. If your team starts off 0-2, you can't talk about Patriots the rest of the football season. That's not fun. You have a show specific. That's not. That's a terrible deal. You have a show specifically so you can talk about your team, but I can't talk about my team because they <laughs> lost to the Dolphins? That's a terrible bet. Absolutely not. I think it's genius. You can't ever pick them to be a lock for the rest of the season. All right, that's fine. There you go. That's fine. If we lose to the Dolphins, I will not pick uh, the Patriots for a lock for the rest of the season. Fine, bet. You may have to pay me $5 to put them in as a lock for you. Fine, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. I'll do what needs to be done. So, you know, some things that kind of surprised me week one before I, I get into my lock. And and when you, I know you got that written on the board, and I don't know if you mean that by like a good surprise or a bad surprise, but I'm gonna throw a couple bad surprises out there. Both. Beca- Give me both. Give me the teams that surprised you the best and the worst. Joe Burrow and Ooh. Josh Allen combined for a WTF. And you know, I was watching some some you know four letter. I was watching some NFL Network. And you know, on ESPN, your boy Dan Orlovsky has some pretty good points. He's like, look. He's like, someone needs to talk to Josh Allen. He's a great, great quarterback. But he was breaking down some of the film, and it was almost like Josh Allen was coming at it like, you know, I'm one of the top guys in the league, and he was kind of throwing into bad situations, and there were check down guys that were wide open that he could have hit, and it was like he was trying to hit the home run swing too many times instead of getting the single or the double and end up throwing a few interceptions and kind of really cost his team that game. Four total turnovers for Josh Allen on that Monday night game against the Jets. Aaron Rodgers goes down. People thinking the Jets season's over. Jets win the damn game. Yeah, which which Jets defense was surprisingly really really good. See, and that's one thing that I wanted to bring up. Josh Allen is so a good that would be my positive. Yeah. defense. you know. Okay, yeah. Surprise. The Jets defense. I I knew that they were going to be good. I mean, Sauce Gardner. He he had his worst statistical game ever against fucking Stephon Diggs, who me and you both had him in the top five receivers in yep. the first fucking show that we've ever done since fucking four years ago. But at the same time, their pass rush looked good. Their 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 rushing game looked good. Or their rushing defense looked good. Their passing game was kind of. I mean, they had three interceptions, but I feel like that was just what you said, Josh Allen forcing too much stuff. I think he could correct that week one. You know, it's it's real easy to correct, for, especially with a guy. And, and with Joe Burrow, you kind of got to wonder. With, Joe with Burrow. Is, is, is he hampered from that calf injury? Joe Burrow, one in five against the Browns all time. That's not good numbers. One in five against the Cleveland Browns? So Baker Mayfield was taking you to school? 
Crazy. Crazy. You hear that mic up with Baker running that first down? That, 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 that ceiling first down, you hear the mic up? Yeah. Little boy? He was, little boy? Because Baker gave him a stiff arm to hell, bro. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he gets a little cocky out there. He got some swagger. I kind of like what's going on over there in, in, in Tampa Bay. Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, and Daniel Jones combined salary-wise for $950. Million. $950 million total. You know how many touchdowns they had, Craig? One. Between the four of them? One fucking touchdown between those four guys. Sad. We know it wasn't Daniel Jones. Yeah, it's yeah for real, bro. Talk about an ass whooping on Sunday night football. Craig Wally, before we get into the next surprise team that, that was good for you, are the Cowboys the real deal? That's kind of tough. It's almost one of those questions. Are they really that good or are the Giants really that bad? And I think the Cowboys defense is really that good. We'll, we'll see. I definitely liked what I saw. I mean, wow. I mean, I think the offense was kind of eh, but I think that's because the defense was playing so well. And Tony, well, yeah, they, I mean, when I mean, the they de- won forty to nothing, bro. Yeah, Tony Pollard had, had a pretty good day. Oh, yeah. So Tony I mean, Pollard's a beast. I mean, I I didn't expect much out of the receivers just because when you when you're winning, what was it, twenty one to nothing, and before the second half. I mean, when you're winning like that, it's kind of tough to put your gas pedal on on the on throwing in and kind of pretty much just running the ball at that point. So, but yeah, Dallas Cowboys, they look pretty good, man. I think I do believe that they could be a threat in the NFC East. I I do think that's the case. I I could see them running away with that division, especially if the Eagles play the way they get it against us. I mean, if the if teams take the 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 tape from how we play the Eagles, I mean, well, and, I'm, and again, I, I the got, Eagles did win. I get it, but I, I got a side. Them great. I got a side question for you. Are the Green Bay Packers as legit as they looked? Man, doing this without their number one receiver too. Christian Watson did not play that game. Romeo Dobbs looking hell of a Romeo hell. Dobbs looked good. I mean, the defense looked spectacular. Aaron Jones balled out. He did hurt his hamstring. He did hurt his hamstring, so there's, there's, he's kind of up in the air on whether he's going to play next week. But, you know, that was one of the teams that surprised me, man. I did not think the Packers were going to win that game. I had no – not trust or belief that he wasn't going to do well. I just wasn't sure if Jordan Love was going to well, be Well, we didn't get well. much of a sample size of him. It's, that's so why. So nobody really knew. But, I mean, man, he, he ran the offense to a tee. They, they, they played great. Defense played great. I honestly think that's what's benefited the, the Green Bay Packers is they've had this happen a few times where you got that quarterback that slides, that slides, and they have a guy that's starting in position. We're like, look, let's bring this guy in for two or three years. By the time this dude's contract's up, we can let him go to a team that he wants to go to. We got the new guy for a couple of years under the rookie contract and let him go you know, do his thing and earn his second contract. If you kind of think about it, all this drama with Aaron Rodgers kind of started when they drafted Jordan Love in the tenth with the tenth pick. So it it's, did. It kind of, that's when that drama really did start. I mean, but at the end of the day, you got to understand as a player. First of all, the NFL is a business, and to be honest with you, when you're a player of that age and that caliber, you know you're not going to be with that team forever. 
And if you're a team that's consistently doing good, like the Green Bay Packers, is sometimes you don't necessarily have to bring in the, you know, you could draft the best player available. If that best player available happens to be a quarterback of the future that you might want to bring in and groom, because, you know, you see it happen all the time, but there's also those first-round busts that, you know, you bring in the quarterback and maybe the guy wasn't mature enough and he would have benefited from being behind somebody of a Aaron Rodgers caliber, a Tom Brady caliber for two or three years. Bro, Mac Jones sat behind Tom Brady for a couple of years. No, mm-hmm. he was after it, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, bro, if you think about it, Aaron Rodgers should be the first person to really understand that because it happened to him. Yeah. You got drafted to Green Bay to sit behind Brett Favre and you got drafted in the first round. You know what I'm saying? You had a good two, three years of just free money. The same thing that happened to Jordan Love. Like if you, it it makes no sense that you you got upset with that when it literally happened to you. So I don't I don't get. And and honestly, at age 39, because you probably sat behind far for all them years and saved some you know beat beating on your body, you know you probably can't come back from an Achilles at 39 years old. Man, with today's medicine, bro, I would not be surprised if he's ready to go week one next year. But yeah, the the you know. That was, I guess, a, a team that surprised me on a positive note That before we move on to our, our Thursday night picks and all that kind of stuff. You know, Green Bay, that's my lock of the week. Green Bay. Green Bay, I think they're going to stomp a mud hole in, in the Atlanta Falcons. Okay, okay, all right. Falcons were kind of a surprise team for me, too. I, kinda, I did say that they were going to be watch out for them at the beginning of the season, but, I mean, they looked – Ritter looked rough. I get it, get it. The Panthers, Panthers are the Panthers. But if you look I think at the that stats, Green, I think that Green Bay defense is going to put something on them. You might be right, but I think Bijan Robinson is a force to be reckoned with. He is. If you, did you see that touchdown run here? I did. Uh, touchdown pass here? He's on my fantasy football team. I got points from it. The dude blasts through two defenders, makes a move, and gets into the end zone. I mean, actually, I might want to change that lock now. You kind of made, you kind of brought up some valid points. Hey, listen, bro. You, you, you got to recognize, bro. You hit me with the Zach attack now, Tyler. Now I'm scared of Tyler Cuse. Alligator, and that's not his last name. It's Algier, but I like calling him Alligator. He had two rushing touchdowns as well, Craig. You know what? And maybe that's why Ritter didn't have a good game because they were so committed to the running game. I didn't even see this, but with how rough the one team looked in week one and how good the other team looked in week one, I'm going to say Cleveland over Pittsburgh's my lock. That's a good pick. Cleveland Browns, I told you, man. I, th- I told you. Remember we talked about Deshaun Watson. Watch out. And I know Deshaun Watson kind of had an average game, but that's because Nick Chubb had over almost 200 rushing yards himself. On a, <laughs> on a side question, Jets versus Arizona, who's going to win? Are they at Arizona? Give me Zach Wilson and the New York Jets. They're not winning week three. No, but no, the Giants. They, my bad. Did I say Jets? Oh, yeah, you said Jets. My bad. The Giants at Arizona. Give me the Giants. You think Danny, you think Danny Dimes going to have a bounce back? I do think the Giants are a decent team. I just think they got a lot of new blood. They got that rookie uh, receiver that they got who's really fast. And that's kind of what I feel like about with Tampa. They, they Early on that first half, they kind of looked rough. You guys look terrible. They, they made some coaching staff kudos to them. They made some great adjustments My dad was ready to give up. And I was like, Dad, you got a whole other half of football to play. Give it some time. Maybe you guys are working some things well, out in the first half. And like I think, it's it, a, I think got, if they would have just handed Baker Mayfield the job from the get-go instead of the competition, I think we would have been a little bit better I agree. coming in week one. But I think because there was that true competition there, you know, that chemistry is not quite there yet. Mike didn't have a fucking catch in the first half, second catch, second cap, second half. Think about out, it. Fucking starts catching everything. Hey, three years ago, that first game was still preseason game number number four. 
Yes, it was. So. Yes, it was. Thursday night football. Your Philadelphia Eagles versus the Minnesota Vikings. Two teams we both were familiar with this past week. <laughs> both of our teams playing them. And uh, the Eagles, I believe, are playing at home. <clears throat> so, Craig Wilder Jr., who you got? Based on the fact that it's a home game for Philly, it's going to be kind of hard to bet against them. Yeah, man. Playing at the vet, bro. Playing at the vet is definitely a uh, definitely a hard place to win at, especially when it's going to be the first home game for the Eagles. And, I mean, you just took an L to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, yeah. the Vikings aren't very high up on my uh, on my list. Their running game did not look the same without Dalvin Cook, I'll tell you that. I think they uh Yeah, Madison's not the answer. They they they, they might be kicking themselves in the ass for that one right about now. But uh we'll we'll, we'll see how that goes in the next couple of weeks over there in in uh New York with the Jets. But man, it, it it's kind of hard to take the Vikings. Listen. Justin JJ, Justin Jefferson, he going to get his. He going to do what he has to do every week. And it, and it's kind of like Tyreek Hill. You know, Tyreek Hill, he Tyreek Hill is just so fast, it's hard to cover, cover him man to man. So a lot of times you go to zone and he's so quick. And if you know he, he, he does have kind of a connection with Tua, he finds them soft spots and Tua just knows where he's gonna be at and he's seeing things really quick. And and you know, sometimes those guys just eat everything up. That's a similar thing. You know, Justin Jefferson kind of ate against us. That running game didn't do a whole lot, and we did relatively good against the other the other receivers. Philadelphia, you just talked about it, has a very, very good defense. They were NFC champs last year. They did go to the Super Bowl and represent the NFC. They lost. But, you know, you're talking about a team that quite possibly improved. I didn't even say quite possibly. They definitely improved. They definitely improved both both sides of the ball. Both sides of the ball since the Super Bowl because, uh, you know, they want to make another run. I mean, drafting Carter in the first round at eight was an improvement just to their already stellar defensive line with Fletcher Cox and the dude Jordan that they drafted last year from Georgia. And Fletcher did get a little banged up. He did get a little banged up. He did. But, you know, and then they got DeAndre Swift. They traded for DeAndre Swift. Who, so, did, who did jack shit. Yeah, but still, he's still a, a still another solid player to help improve their running game outside of Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott. So, that's why, that's why I do think they, 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 they did improve themselves. So, I mean, but I'm taking the Eagles on this one. I don't think the Eagles are going to go home and, and take a loss on this one. Uh, I, I, I don't see the Vikings really having much success outside of throwing it to Jefferson. And I, I, I think Darius Slay might have a, a day on him. Who knows? I mean, yeah. But I do think the, the Eagles are going to take this one. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. I'm going to say Eagles win. 28-21. I'm going 31-14. Okay. Eagles. Sounds good. 31-14. Both touchdowns going to Justin Jefferson. Right. Actually, you know what? I'm going to give one to the Addison kid because he looked pretty good against y'all. <laughs> that touchdown he had looked really good, man. He did. Uh, last week, like I said, Craig Wiley, we both picked the Detroit Lions, so we were 1-0 on Thursday night picks, and we're going to keep that track of that for next week, and we're going to make sure that – uh. Eventually, me and Craig will run into a game where we're picking opposite of each other because it's just it's too obviously to pick. To, there's no way I'm picking the Vikings over the Eagles at home for the well, Eagles. Well, well, the Thursday night games, man, it really just depends. And you know, historically, from from what's been going on, you you kind of have to uh, pick the home team because you know statistically that's usually the team that ends up winning the game. So, I mean, I guess we could keep a record of our locks of the week. We can. 
I'm one to know on that one. I know because I, I my lack of the week was the Lions. I don't know who's your were last week. I have to listen to the show again. We we both picked the Lions over the Chiefs for the lock of the week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I'm my lock of the week and my Thursday night pick is always going to be different. Okay. So yeah, because like I, my lock of the week this week is the Patriots. You know what I'm saying? All right. All right. Sounds good. Good show, baby. Good I show. I love it. I love it. Good show. Another good show in the books, man. Colorado Buffaloes, 10 o'clock hey, man. Saturday. I'm a Colorado Buffaloes fan right now. I don't know bro. if I'm going to catch that game. It's a little bit past my bedtime. Man, you better tighten up. It's a Saturday, bro. <laughs> you don't got to do inventory on Sunday. I don't, but it's hard to stay up. Oh, that. I know. You can barely make a UFC fights, bro. My boy, even when my boy, even when my boy gets a good nap in, he still can't make the it's UFC fights. Struggling. You the fight that final fight don't start till midnight, bro. My boy is already out by then. He's already taking a nap after a nap, and he's still hey, out. Lock lock the door when y'all leave, man. <laughs> y'all ain't gotta go home. Yeah, y'all can watch the fight. But I look over, my boy is sleeping in between rounds. I'm like, yes, sir, yes, sir. <laughs> we'll all get there though. We'll all get there, buddy. Hey, trust me, you're still cute. You're still cute. Hey, sometimes it'll be like that. But you know, as always, this has been another edition of No Boundaries. For Derek Fugers, I'm your boy Craig Wiley. We are out. Peace.